Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we're open and we're ready. Speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us with strength. Speak to us with power. God, as we end this series, we pray that we would end on a high. Why? Because our summer series is about the kingdom in us. There's something in us that's got to come out of us. So I pray we end strong so we can start stronger. And tonight we say we're open and we're ready. I rebuke every distraction tonight that's in this building or online that would try to impede or hinder the flow of the word. I rebuke your worry. I rebuke your complaining. I rebuke your concern. All things are going to work together for your good. Even what you walked in church worried about, you're about to watch God work it out. If you'll forget about it and focus on him, forget about it and focus on him, forget about them and focus on him, forget about them and focus on him. You... Somebody say yes, Lord. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. 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 But when I think of the goodness of Jesus, even when you weren't good, he was. Even when you were wretched with your trifle, he was still good. He was still faithful. He was still consistent. Come on, let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go. All right, so our series that we're concluding today, here it is, is Reality TV. Say Reality TV. We're using reality TV shows, and we've been teaching biblical principles, and we've covered we've covered a lot of ground. We've covered true life, the real Jesus. Then we covered the voice, and we talked about the misconceptions that can happen with the voice of God, and in true life, the real Jesus, we talked about misconceptions about Jesus. Then we went to the series or the uh, reality TV show, Botched. And botched, we learned that many times God is speaking, but we botched the instructions. And that may have been your past, but that will not be your future. 
You may be messed it up in 2020, but that ain't happening in 2021. You may be messed it up last week, but that was the last week that you're going to botch the instructions. Then we've looked at American Idol, and we talked about how we can make an idol out of various things. And we looked at, then after that, Survivor. That was my favorite message of the series uh, because we learned, watch me, that we are survivors. You have, uh, you have survived things that have killed other people. You have survived things that made other people lose their mind. You have survived things that other people, do you not know there are people who need pills to live and you praise your way through? Do you not know that the same people there, there were other people that went through the same thing as you and they lost their mind, but you found yours. They lost their way, but you found your way. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me tonight. Watch me, watch me say, say, I am a survivor. Everybody didn't make it with you, but you made it. Some of the people who you thought would still be your friends, some of them had to go because they didn't have the anointing to survive. Some of the people that you thought would still be sitting at your table today could not stay with you because they're not survivors. And God only wanted survivors around you. Somebody said, I'm a survivor. Then we looked at Shark Tank, and we uh, discovered several things there and how not to uh, make sure that when we are in a situation, to make sure that what's going on around us does not get in us. And then we went catfish, married to medicine, and someday was top model. Today is one of my favorite reality TV shows. Normally, we would have ended on Sunday because I like to start a new month. I like to start a new month, and I like to start a new series in a new month because I like it that way. I like order. I like structure, and that's the way I like to do it. But the Holy Ghost, somebody say the Holy Ghost. Last week, the Holy Ghost said, uh-uh, son, I'm going to need you to add one more on there because I need them to be set up for the second half of 2021. Because for those that can follow your instructions, they've been saying their next 12 are going to be their best 12, but they're not going to have to wait 12 to see it. They're going to see it in the second half of this year. I pray you ain't sitting next to some people that are dry and some people that are just sitting there looking at me. I pray you're sitting next to somebody that when I say it, they're not going to have to wait 12 months to see it. Some move, something quickened, something shook. I may not have shouted, but my body moved because I knew that word was for me. Open up your mouth and say, I won't have to wait 12 to see it happen for me. So today's, today's message is this. It is million dollar listing. It is a show showing real estate agents showing uh, uh, and selling high-end properties. And the show, watch me, it has a similar format as Top Model. Here's the format uh, of Top Model in case you don't remember from Sunday. Training, challenge, elimination, and reward. Both elimination and reward were the same stage of the show because elimination had to happen so that those who had to go had to go and those that were being rewarded were able to be rewarded. Hear me, whenever God starts cutting people from your life, that means he's about to reward your life. Whenever God begins subtracting, that's his indication he's about to add. And whenever you feel like you've got division around you, that means God says, I'm about to multiply. So watch me, so watch me. In your house, if you ever feel like there's division, watch me. Instead of getting concerned and angry, I need you to stop and say, wait a minute, there's about to be some multiplication around here. 
Y'all ain't going to talk to me. It, it, whenever you see subtraction, I need you not to get worried. I need you to say he's about to add something to me. He cuts away that which is dead so he can add that which must come. He prunes those that he loves. So, so, so watch me. It's a similar format in Million Dollar Listing because um, they have gone through this training, but every new property they're getting ready to sell is really a new training. What's the training? They have to learn the seller or the buyer that they're representing. Because they are not, listen, they are not representing their interests. They are representing the interests of that buyer or that seller. And this is important to understand because often in life you will think it's about you instead of representing his interests. I'm sorry to tell you, your life is not about you, boo. It's not about what you want and how you want to do it and how you feel and what your truth is. Your truth is still a whole lie because you're only telling it from your side. And when we get the whole situation, we discover you didn't communicate everything up front. Right? So, 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 so it's, it's training. They have to learn the seller. They have to learn the buyer. If you've ever seen the show, there are some sellers that are easy. They are, they are easy. There's some buyers that are easy. And there are some that are very particular. They want everything done a certain way. They want everything done like this, that, and the other. Why? Because if you are spending somebody else's resources, if they order a steak, you don't get to give them a cheeseburger. If they order a steak, you don't have the prerogative. This ain't a Bobby Brown song to do what you want to do. You've got to represent their interests because you are being compensated based on the transaction that they engage predicated upon you representing their interests. And if you don't, if you've ever seen the show, watch me, their listing agreements can expire and then some can be terminated. Let's talk. I pray that your fire for God has not expired. Because for some of you, you started thinking that it was all about you. And so consequently, God had to let some stuff expire on you for you to realize this is not about you. This is about his will being done. I need for those of you on a Wednesday night that have finally come to the end of yourself. I need you to say, Lord, your will, not my will be done. He had to let your will expire so his could begin. He had to let your plan expire so his plan could begin. He had to let your desires expire so that his could begin. So, so there's a training that goes on. There's a training. And then, and then the next part really is the challenge. The challenge is if, if, if you are a seller that, uh, or you're trying to sell the home, the challenge is how are we going to sell this? It's not enough to just put it on the multiple listing system and say we got it listed. That's not enough. Now, in today's market, that might be enough. But in the normal circumstances, th that's not enough. That's not enough. Uh, and if you've ever seen it, so they get creative with how they sell the houses. Uh, they got one and million-dollar list in New York. I like that franchise. I like that city better. Because they're more creative to me. Um, and then I just like, I like high rises. I like that. I like that. I like all that glass. I like those high ceilings. I like that. I like that. You understand? And so they get creative. They, they throw huge parties so that every broker in the city that's got clients will come to the house. And watch me. The party is not only showcasing the house, but the party really is creating the relationship that may not profit me today. You better be careful who you treat like trash. You better be careful who you do dirty today. Because it may not be profitable today, but you need it to hold on to that relationship. You better not burn the bridge that got you over. Because there might not be another bridge to get you where you're trying to go. 
So, 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 say they'll, they'll throw big parties and they'll do elaborate things to, to sell the house. I mean, they will them, do thematic parties and they'll get expensive cars and they'll, they'll do all kinds of things. They'll dress up a certain way. I saw one, he dressed up like a lifeguard to sell his house because he was selling a townhome in New York City and he was selling this townhome and they had a pool and, they, and, and it was uncommon to have a pool uh, and it was on like the sixth floor of this townhome. It was a banging house. Do you hear me? Watch me. Watch me. Say the challenge. Could it be that every single day God says, I have trained you and now you have a new challenge. And your frustration is that you figure, well, didn't I succeed at the last one? That's great, but I take you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from level to level, which means, yes, you beat Sunday's challenge, but I got a new one for you on Monday. Yes, you beat the challenge of last year, but now I got a new one for you this year. As long as you got a pulse, you're always going to have a plan, but that means you're also going to have a challenge. If there's no problem for you to solve, what do you need to be here for? Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, and I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. He, he says, I set you up, Jeremiah, to be a problem solver. And the moment there's no problem for you to solve, I no longer need you. Can I tell some of y'all who are complaining about your problems? That's what makes your, watch me, that's what creates your income. The problems that you solve create your income. Y'all ain't listening. Watch me. What creates a position for you? The problem that you solve. Listen, I know you think it's your education, baby. It's not. It's because you have the ability to solve problems. Then I wish you knew that God trusted you with some problems he cannot trust other people with. And that's why you get blessed in ways other people don't get blessed. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm a problem solver. So, so, so they have training. They're, they're meeting the seller. They're meeting the buyer. And this is a relationship they got to train. They have to learn, how do I get it done for them? You're dealing with people who are selling real estate that is 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 million dollars. You're not just going to get them no cheeseburger. Watch me. It's amazing how you will treat somebody different based on what you think they have. And know who God is and still slack with him. Hmm. Come on, say, open your mouth, say, God, you deserve my best. You, uh-uh, I don't even believe you. Open your mouth and say, God, you deserve my best. All day, every day. Training, then there's a challenge. There's a challenge. You got to figure out how do we sell this or how do I find them something that they like. And you may show them five houses. You may show them 10 houses. You may show them 30 houses. And until they find what they want, you're not done. Could it be that there is something in us that makes us think that when we think we've done enough, we should be done? Let's be honest. Come on. I'm about to preach in a minute, but let's be honest. How many of you, you can be honest that sometimes you think, well, isn't that enough? And God's like, no, it's not. It's not enough because I didn't find what I wanted yet. Ooh. When the children of Israel disobeyed God and rebelled against God, God says to them, hey, listen, I'm going to give you one more chance. <laughs> give, you, give, you, give me one more chance. I'm going to give you one more chance to get your stuff together. But if y'all don't, you will die in the wilderness. I'll wait 40 years for y'all to die. And then I'll let your kids grow up. Because you're bound by time. I'm not. 
So if you choose not to be the generation that does it, I will let you die out so that they live because my words will not fall to the ground. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? For many of you that feel like you're being stretched, can I tell you what you are? You are! Every time you get comfortable, he says, now let's stretch some more. Anybody being stretched right now? If you're not being stressed, get ready. You're about to be stretched. Every time you're like, God, I'm finally good. He's like, let's start something new. God, I finally put a period on this. He's like, great, let's start a new paragraph. I'm finally ready to turn the page. I want you to start a new book. Training challenge, then elimination or reward. So some agents don't make it. There are some properties that are pulled from them, and the listing's taken, and it's given to somebody else that will do it right. Mm. Hear me, hear me, Wednesday. If you don't do it, God will pull it. See, I, I need you to stop thinking you got all your life to get it done. I know you're in your 20s, but you got to get it done. I know you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s. I know, but you got to get it done. You do not have to wait until it's time to die to decide to live. Open your mouth, say, I got to get it done. He'll pull the listing from you. And says, since you don't want to do it, I'll give it to somebody that's not as talented as you, not as skilled as you, not as good at it as you, but they're faithful. They'll take the risk. They'll take the criticism. They'll take the pain you wouldn't take. And so consequently, they get the prize you can't have. Ooh, it's rough right through here. The shout's built in. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Elimination and reward. Sometimes you can, sell, you can show someone several houses and at the end of it, they say, I don't want to buy nothing. You don't get your gas money back. You, you don't get your time back because that's the nature of the game. Watch me. You may not win with them, but how you handle them may decide the bigger fish that you catch. Because what you didn't know is somebody else was paying attention to how you were doing what you were doing. And while this one didn't work, God says, I got another one that will. For everybody that's felt like you've ever wasted time in life, I need you to put a pause right there and realize you've not wasted one moment. Everything that you have done is always seed. Even if you felt like you wasted it, the Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So I know you felt like you wasted time, but guess what? You were just sowing time. I know you felt like you wasted energy, but you were just showing energy. I know you felt like you wasted love. Who am I talking to? But you were just sowing love. Which means I can say my next 12 will be my best 12, but I got seed in the ground. Somebody say, I got seed in the ground. So, so, so on Sunday, I taught you that, that in, in practicum in our lives, life-giving messages from your pastor are your training. And the Bible uses this imagery of a shepherd and sheep to show a pastor in a congregation. And I showed you a different scripture. I want to show you a different one tonight. Jeremiah 23 and 4, Dewey Reigns Bible, says this. And I will set up pastors over them. Why is this important? Watch the language. Over them. Not equal to. Because we got we to correct this in the body of Christ. Watch me. Your pastor is over you. Not equal to. Why is that important to understand? Because you can never receive from what you disrespect. 
You can't be covered if you're trying to be the same. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me, and I don't care. You shouldn't have been silent. Now I'm for the pre-talk. Watch me. For many of you, God says, I can't cover you because you're too arrogant to be covered. You're too prideful to be covered. And anything uncovered spoils. Leave something real out on the counter, and by the time you get back home, it's going to be, you'll begin to see it deteriorate because it was never designed to live uncovered. It was never designed to be uncovered. It's quiet in the church tonight. Now, this is important because, because look what he says. And they shall feed them. Somebody say a healthy diet. As a shepherd, my job is to not just feed you uh, uh, tussie rolls, candy corn, Hershey's Kisses, Mr. Good Bars, Snicker Bars, Susie Q's, Reese's, Twix, Donuts. Kit Kats, Skittles. Here's the problem. In American Christianity, the diet has shifted. Because, because American Christianity wants to hear, I, I do nothing, and he does everything. American Christianity is settling for candy and cookies and cornflakes. And God says, and this is why you're not healthy. You're not healthy because you are only eating junk food. And the problem with junk food is you may get a sugar high, but that explains why your lows are so low. That explains why depression is so rampant. That explains why you can't fight through nothing. You get a headache and you talking about you quitting God. You get somebody talking about you and you quitting God and quitting church. You got to have a healthy diet. And my job as your shepherd is to feed you a healthy diet. I got to make sure you have protein. That's meat. I need you to leave church and still chew. I need you to leave church and say, dog. <laughs> you got me? And then I need to make sure you got some carbs. Everybody get quiet. <laughs> I need to make sure you got protein. Watch me. That's meat. That's substance. But I need to make sure you have carbs. That's encouragement. You're going to need energy to do what you're about to do. Because you're about to be on a plane traveling more than you. Okay. You're going to need energy to do what you're about to do. You were zoomed out, but baby, you're about to be zoom zooming with some movers and some shakers making some stuff happen. You weren't born just to pay bills and that. You were born to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. I got to make sure you're encouraged. I make sure you... I gotta make sure you have substance, but then I also need to make sure that you have some carbs. I need you to be encouraged. You got it? My job is to feed you a healthy diet. Now, notice what it says, and they shall feed them. Which means, which means you may say, well, that, that message doesn't apply to me today. That's okay. Eat it. Because it may not apply today, but in the day that you need it, the Holy Ghost will bring it back to you. Who? Do I have some witnesses in this building or online? That when I needed that thing, he brought that thing back to me. And that thing came up and I, watch me, I didn't think I needed it when it was being preached until I was in the middle of some painful situations that made it very apparent that I needed that word. Look, they shall fear no more. Look at this. They shall not be dismayed. 
and none of uh, none shall be wanting of their number. What does that mean? And there shall be no lack. Take this out. God says, I'm going to train you. This is why we come to church to get trained. This is why we come to church to get trained. That's why you never let people in church rip you from the pastor. Don't get caught up in people because people come, people go, people change. God calls you to a voice, not to a vision, not to a building. He says, and I will give you pastors. He did not say, and I will give you a church. He did not say, I will give you a building. Watch me. He did not say, I will give you community. No. He said, I'm going to give you a man of God that when he speaks, something comes alive in you. When he speaks, something shakes in you. When he speaks, is there anybody that when this man of God speaks, something comes alive in This is God's way of doing it. You were going to commit suicide, and then you heard the voice. You said, God, I'm through with people. Then you heard the word. You said, God, I can't take no more. Then you heard the word. This is important because I think sometimes in American Christianity, the thought is, well, you know, I, I'm just, just me and Jesus. And the problem is that's not how God set it up. God says, I'm going to give you a voice that will speak life into your life. That's why I don't call them sermons. We call them life-giving messages. Why? Because I don't need you to just come in here. You ain't doing this right. You ain't doing this right. You ain't doing this right. And you might go to hell. Good night. Uh-uh. 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 I need you to come in here and say, you know what? Wait a minute. I maybe made some mistakes. I maybe messed that up. But if I still have a pulse he still has a plan i maybe didn't do everything right but he that has begun a good work in me he shall complete it until the day of christ jesus here's my favorite i may not be where i want to be but i can thank god that i'm not where i used to be is there anybody that can celebrate your progress i i can see my growth i can see my progress i can see that i'm further today then when I first came, open your mouth and say, I'm making progress. He says, and, and so we come to church to get training. He says, when you get trained, here's what you won't have. You won't have fear. You won't have fear. When you're, when you're sensing fear, that means you need to pop in a message. In fact, you won't let fear get you if you keep the messages going all day. Because right when you're feeling fearful, you put that on and, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, and then you'll start rocking and shaking and shaking him and, and then before you know it, what you were afraid of doing, you've done it. He says, and there, you shall not be dismayed. Dismayed means stressed. Some of you get stressed, and the reason you get stressed is because you silence the voice of your shepherd. And you give volume to the voice of your situation. And don't get it twisted. I am by no means saying worship of man, nothing like that. Don't take nothing I said out of context. This is God's system. This is God's way. And then look at the last thing. And he says, and you won't be wanting for anything. No, somebody say lack is whack. Mm -mm. Say it like you're never going to have any lack in any area of your life ever again. Open your mouth and say lack is whack. I, he says, nor shall there be anyone wanting, watch me, among your number. Which means, watch me, families, you got to play it in your house. That word has to travel throughout your house. And even if you got some in your house that ain't coming, watch me. And once the word plays in your house, they're going to be in the house. Why? B because he says, no thing, nothing attached to you should have any lack. Y'all still with me? 
Somebody say, this is my training. So after you get that, this is why we do church, y'all. This is why we do Sundays. This is why we do Wednesdays. You got to be trained. You do not go to war talking about I'm just trusting God. Could you imagine? Could you Im- just, just for a moment, for a moment, any military uh, or former military in the building? <laughs> Online, y'all let me know. So watch me. Could you imagine if they said, we're going to ship you out. You're going to Afghanistan. Your commanding officer was from the south. It wasn't Afghanistan. It was Afghanistan. You go to Afghanistan, and, uh, and you, you're going to go fight. You're going to fight in the war. And you, you, Okay. No training, though. You're just going to go. Put the gun on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now just shoot. Throw the grenades. And now, watch me. You have to think back to a movie. Pay attention. You have to think back to something that wasn't training, but was entertainment. This is why some of y'all don't know what to do when you get in a situation. Is because you wouldn't sit under the word long enough so that when you had to use a weapon, you didn't know what to do with it. So you're thinking about what somebody said on, 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 on some crazy social media page or what one of your crazy family members said, and you're trying to use that, but it don't work. So, okay, just throw the grenade. And just toss it. Do I need to say clear or y'all back up? I'm throwing it now. All right, all right, get low. How low? <laughs> Low to the flow. Well, how low can you go? <laughs> if you've not been trained and you go to war, you will die. Not because you weren't skilled. You better listen to me. Not because you weren't gifted. Not because you weren't anointed, but because you were untrained. And I need you to treat this word like, okay, let me get this thing together. Because if Thursday tries to throw a curveball at me, baby, I was ready. If June tries to throw a curveball at me, baby, I was ready. Why? Somebody shout, I've been trained. So life challenges you. In John 16, it says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world. Uh, in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus makes it clear, you're going to have some tribulation. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have challenges. He says, but I have overcome them. But you needed your training so that when you're challenged, you know what to do. Otherwise, the world will overcome you. Somebody say, I need training. Come on, say it like me. Say, I need training. All right, and then we get to the final stage that we looked at on Sunday. Then elimination slash reward. They're the same stage. Hebrews 10.36. Learn to be patient. This is the Christian English version. I like the way they said it. So you will please God and be given what he has promised. And what did I teach you on Sunday? Patience is not waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. Patience is the level of endurance your character can take while you're being delayed or provoked. How long does it take you before you start cussing everybody out? Somebody said 10 seconds. My God. 
Right? Watch me. How long does it take you before you start doubting God? How long does it take you before you're ready to quit? How long does it take you before you say it ain't going to work? How long does it take you before you say I should just stop because it's not working? How long did I, I was thinking back uh, our first church service we ever had over 100 people. And that's because I had every dancer I could find, every singer I could find, every twirler I could find, every flag bearer I could find, every rapper I could find. So we stacked the deck and looked out full house. I said, look at God. Week two, seven people were in church. How many? I said, where are the people? I said, they were so blessed. And the Lord taught me a lesson back then. He said, son, don't ever attach yourself to their applause. I will provide for you. Don't worry about, don't, don't you worry about who, what, when, where, why. I got you. And for some of you, you need to hear that because you are looking for support and you don't have the support you think you need. And God says, don't you attach yourself to their applause. I got you. Lay your hands on yourself and say, God's got me. God's got me. God. Come on, y'all. I'm about to preach in a minute. I just need to set you up. So, so look at this. So look at this. So, so, so imagine had I said then, because if I was impatient, I would have said, mm-mm. I ain't going to be able to do it. Lord, clearly you're not with me. If you didn't make it, watch me, if you didn't make it increase immediately. Clearly you don't want me to do this, God, because you didn't give me instantaneous victory. No, but he gave me patience. Somebody go get it in the building tonight. Somebody go get it online. Could it be that God has delayed you on purpose so that you would learn how to be patient? Because the Bible says if patience has its perfect work, you will be complete lacking nothing, which means my delay is actually giving me additional equipment. My delay is actually giving me additional preparation. My delay is helping me get my attitude together. My delay is helping me get my mind together. Can I be honest? You weren't ready for it when you thought you were ready for it because your mind wasn't ready to handle the weight of what was about to be put on you. But I think there's somebody in this building and somebody online tonight where God needs to tell you, you ready now. Why? I have been patient and patience has had its perfect work in Look, Hebrews 10, 36, learn to be patient. Everybody, listen to me, never pray for patience. If you pray for patience, he's going to put you on a delay. If everybody says, Lord, just give me patience. Okay, boo, you finna wait. Lord, just give me patience. All right, sir, you finna wait. It's going to be a long wait for you. All right? Notice what the scripture says. Learn it. This is training. So on Monday, you expect him to call. You like Marcus Graham and Boomerang. You waiting on Jacqueline to call. You sitting at the table, waiting on, waiting on her to call. Because you just know you deserve a call. You just know that you deserve somebody calling you back. You just know that you killed it when you auditioned. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You just know that it should have been done. Why haven't you gotten your answer yet? So you sitting on Monday, phone ain't ring. Hello? Just making sure it's working. Tuesday, no call. Wednesday, no call. 
So what do you do? Well, God, here's what most Christians do. Well, God, I accept your no. And God says, oh, that's what you thought it was? And the promises of God are yes and amen. You haven't learned patience yet. Lord, I was waiting on them to call me and tell me they were going to help me. They said they ain't going to help. Matter of fact, they won't call. They won't answer the phone. God says, so, so, so you're going to quit now? You're going to give up? You're going to leave me like all the rest of them suckers I didn't make famous? It's a movie. You're you going to stop now? I thought I called you. I thought that's what you told them people. I thought you told them people that I said to do this. I, so, so because because you didn't get it when you wanted it. Somebody say, learn patience. So you know on Monday, you know on Tuesday, you know on Wednesday, you know on Thursday, you know on Friday, you know on Saturday, and then watch me. You're like, I know it ain't gonna take longer than two weeks. And in month five, <laughs> you're like, what is taking so long? Who's ever been there? Let me ask you this question. Who's there right now? What is he teaching you? Patience. Learn! I'm going to teach you this. I'm going to teach you how to get up and say, it might be today. And if it's not, to God be the glory. My confession is, it might be tomorrow. And if it's not, my confession is, it might be the day after that. And if it's not, it might be the day after that. Why? He's not brought me this far to leave me. I just need everybody. Let's worship for just a second. Let's worship for just a second that he's taught you how to be patient. Go. Three. Go. Two. Go. One. He's taught you patience. When it didn't work, he taught you patience. When you didn't get what you wanted, he taught you patience. When it didn't happen fast enough, he taught you patience. Somebody say, thank you for teaching me patience. Look what the scripture says. Learn to be patient so you will please God. In other words, you'll do what he said. So do I keep doing what he said? And the phone ain't ringing. Now some of you, maybe it's not the phone. There's something you thought you'd be over by now and you're not. There's something you thought you weren't going to still be struggling with and your struggle is more intense now. Who am I talking to? Than it's ever been. There's stuff you thought you were never going to encounter again. And it taunts you when you're trying to sleep. I'm going to get your business now. You should have said, amen, now I'm going to preach. There's stuff you thought you were never going to have to contend with again. And now you're like, God, uh, he's teaching you patience. I'm going to delay. I'm going to make you think it's a home run. Woo! I'm going to make you think, finally, you're going to be like C.C. Peterson. Finally, it's happened to me right in front of my face. And instead, God, dog, you want to say something else? Everybody take a deep breath. One more. Ambassadors are coming now with uh, mints for everybody. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Let everything that have 
Praise the Lord. Here's the question. It didn't happen today. So will that be the end of my praise? Because if I still have, I still owe him praise. Uh-uh, you're going to get it. It didn't happen, and it's been months. You've been calling every day, and they're acting like they don't know what you're talking about. But God says, if you still got breath in your body, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. I need you on three to release a praise. One, two, three, release it right there. Go, go. Go, hallelujah. So, so watch, on, on Sunday, we're getting to where we're going. On Sunday, I taught you that when you're being trained, it teaches you patience. When you're being trained, there are three quirky attitudes that can impede your training. How many of you, you saw yourself in one of those three cheap attitudes or you saw who you used to be? Come on, everybody can put your hands up for that. All right. Who you used to be, right? Now watch me. The wandering sheep quirk, the hermit sheep quirk, the solitary sheep quirk. I showed you that those quirks, what's a quirk? It's a strange, weird attitude. I rebuke weird attitudes. Because church folk are notorious for having weird attitudes and spiritualizing something that's weird. That's quirky. Like you mean to everybody, and you say, everybody don't understand my anointing. Because the anointing should make you nice. Not a pushover, but you ain't got to be a battle axe, boo. They don't understand my anointing. That's why I don't speak to nobody when I come into church. Or you're just rude. Maybe it's that one. Matter of fact, smile at the person next to you. Show them your pearly 22, 15, 13, 12, whatever you got. Aluminum, silver, platinum. <laughs> Just smile at them. Say shalom to you. Say, I'm glad to be sitting next to you. Say, this is where the favor reside. You better be glad you sit next to me. This is where the favor resides. This is where the money resides. This is where the blessing resides. This is where breakthrough resides. You better be glad you sit next to me. I might be the one to pay your debt off. I might be the... Somebody say, this is the breakthrough section. So, 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 so what? Always pay attention to where you're sitting in church. And make sure you're around some people that'll praise. Make sure you're around some people that'll give God glory. Make sure you're around people. You don't need to be sitting next to somebody that can't shout. When I shout, baby, you shout. When I get excited, you get excited. Why? Because we're about to do this thing together. I'm not against you. I am for you. I want to see you win. I want to see you be victorious. So look. So, so Matthew 22, 14. Here we go. For many are called, but few are what? Chosen. And I didn't get to finish this at 11.15, and I had to rush it at the 9.15. Um, called there means invited or summoned. So God says, I have called a whole lot of people. You got me? Okay. He says, but I can only approve a few. I need you to catch that. Chosen means that God has approved you because you have proven what you were able to do. 
You need to hear me tonight, Wednesday. You are not just called, but you're also chosen. You've not just been invited, but you've been approved. All right? So, so the question is, so the question is, Bishop, well, who, who's been approved? All right? Say your name. All right, come on, we're about to go. We're about to ride. Uh, say, say, I've been approved. All right, 2 Timothy 2 and 20, Net Bible. I'm giving you all these different definitions and translations now because I need you to use that app. And I need you to go back and look at a message and say, oh, I thought he was a new king. No, he didn't switch. I'm switching now because I need you to cross train. I need you to keep up with me. Let's go. Somebody said, let's go. Second Timothy 2 and 20. Now, in a wealthy home, in a million-dollar listing, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but there are also ones made of wood and clay and some for honorable use and some for ignoble use or, non, or not uh, noble use. Verse 21, if someone cleanses himself of such behavior, what behavior? In the previous verse, uh, prior to uh, 2 Timothy 2 in verse 19, he says uh, that if people constantly turn to evil, that, watch me, that they are not approved. What's evil? What's contrary to you? Evil in the scripture, and the, the Hebrew definition, it means contrary. So you may think of evil as a pitchfork with a devil uh, walking around with hell and red. And, no, that, that's cartoonish. In fact, that's not even biblical. That's from Greek mythology. The Satan of this Bible is not, uh, he's not even, watch me, he's not even a demon. The word demon comes from Greek mythology. That's why you don't see the word demon used except until the New Testament because they were speaking to a Greco-Roman audience. You don't see it in the Old Testament because they knew, watch me, that they had not lost their authority. They had just been given a new assignment. That's why in Job chapter 1, Satan could come to the meeting. Why? Because even though he had been put out and given a new assignment, he still had access, which means he still has the angelic authority that he has, which there's a reason he has to obey me when I speak, because the Bible says in Psalm that angels hearken unto the voice of his word, which means I'm not in a fight with the devil. I tell the devil where to go, how to get there, and when to get there quickly. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I've got authority. I got, I'm not fighting with no devil. I ain't fighting with no demon. I ain't fighting with no witch. I ain't fighting with no warlock. I have authority. And if I say sit down, you better sat yourself down. Somebody say, I have authority. So, 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 so check this out. Check this out. Check this out. If you turn to what's against you, if you turn to what's not good for you, he says, you're not approved. He says, so what happens, what happens when you're waiting? Do you turn to evil? Do you turn to what's against you? What do you mean what's against me? Do you turn? Because you're tired of waiting. Now you're getting wasted. And I'm not judging you, I'm just asking a question. Because you're tired of waiting. Now you'll take anybody. They don't even have to bring none to the table. You just. It's quiet. Because you don't understand what's happening. Watch me. Watch me. You say, I'm going to take some. I ain't going to be in church for a while. I ain't going to serve for a while. I'm on sabbatical. 
Stop. Don't, don't do that. Do you turn to what's against you? Because you, you tried it God's way, and you felt like he didn't move fast enough. So now you're back out there hustling. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You tried it God's way because you feel like God is taking too long. You're like, God, I'm going to take my tithe and handle it since you didn't. He says, if you turn to evil, watch me. So if someone cleanses himself of such behavior, turning to evil, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Which means God says, I decide whether or not I can approve you based on what you do first when you're challenged. Come on, y'all. I'm about to take it to the preach. I just needed to give it to you to teach first. I can decide whether or not you're approved, predicated upon what you do when something doesn't go your way. What do you do when you don't get what you want, you don't get your way? Do you become an emotional manipulator and use silence to force people to do it? Do you use attitude to force people into doing what you want them to do? Y'all ain't going to say that to me. I need to tell you that's a manipulator. And, a man, and manipul- it's quiet. This whole side of the church ain't saying nothing. From this pole over, ain't nobody saying nothing. Like, 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 when it doesn't go your way. So, so listen, listen. I, I, I like stuff the way I like it. And the way I like it is with excellence. And I loathe a lack of excellence. I, I, I loathe it. It makes, see that? That's what it makes my neck do. And some of y'all, you've been around long enough to tell when, when some, you'll be like, what is he writing? Ooh. <laughs> I know y'all be looking at me. I know what you be doing. What is he writing on that paper? <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> oh, and he popped his neck. Oh, God. Wait until after church. <laughs> and I can tell when y'all know <laughs> if there's ever a technical issue, some of y'all really know you get real quiet and start praying. <laughs> and then one of y'all will shout out, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! That's all right! But I love that y'all got your pastors back like that. I just want you to know. I just want you to know. So, 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 so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Somebody told me that. They said, well, what happened? I said, what are you talking about what happened? They said, well, you was writing on the paper. I said, y'all be paying attention. Y'all need to be watching them screens. <laughs> and they're watching me write. They watch. So I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't like a lack of excellence. I don't like a lack of good execution when execution has been practiced, execution has been taught, execution has been modeled. I don't like it. And one of the things that the Lord has had to do and help me with, you ready? Is in what I do when I am first challenged with something. You ready? Sometimes I had to learn to just
Praise the Lord. God is faithful. He's amazing. He's amazing. Because that moment right there, God says, if you turn to evil, I'm going to walk you right back around it again. To, to make sure you respond properly. How many of you, you've gone through the same thing more than once and said, why? That's why. Because he said, we're going to walk, come here, we're going to walk through this thing. Come on, let's, let's go. Come here, let me walk you through it, son. Now walk through it. Now, if, if you trip, <laughs> see, see, if you can't walk, I can't trust you to run. I'm about to preach now. And, and I need you to run in your next six months. So we're going to go right back over here. And we're going to start over again. And this time, I need you to act like you've been trained. This time, I need you to act like you know exactly what to do. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I need you to act like you know exactly what to do. Stop acting surprised. Stop acting like you weren't expecting it to come. Stop tripping and make it How many of you, you've seen areas of your life where you, you tripped at first, and then when you had to walk through that thing again, you were like, to God be the glory. Same God that got me through that, it's going to be the same God that gets me through this. And we know all things work together. I wish I was sitting in a room with some people. I wish there were some people online streaming that knew all things are going to work together, even if all things don't work. He's going to take the good, the bad, and the ugly and make them work. So look, so look, what evil in particular is he referencing? Two things, not excelling and building the church and making excuses for why God isn't first in the five T's. Last night I did this impromptu live, and I'm going to do another one on Saturday. I like this like pre-message message. On Saturdays and Tuesdays, so just, you know, make sure you follow on social media and all that so that you can connect, right? So whatever you make an excuse, you've made your idol. And for many of us, watch me, you've made an idol out of you. You've made an idol out of saying you don't have support. Because that's your excuse. Your excuse is an idol. Your excuse is an idol. I'll say it again. Say my excuse, my excuse. is an idol. And so when we looked at this, there are these five T's. You know what they are. Time. Let's look at them real quick. Time. Y'all should know these by heart. Who knows them by heart? All right. All right. Good. You're going to learn them. I try to make it as simple. See, again, healthy diet. I needed to chop it up and give you some sliders. Because you wanted the big mouth sandwich, but you wasn't ready. I needed to chop it up. And give it some sliders. So here's slider number one. <laughs> Time. We get to attend church faithfully and build our lives around church. Where does that come from? Luke 4, 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood at the read. Jesus attended faithfully and he served faithfully. So if Jesus did and he's God, why would you not? Well, digital family, why would you not? If Jesus attended and served, I want to know how you so busy. 
if God served, if God was at church, y'all ain't saying nothing to me today. Because in American Christianity, we think, eh, no big deal. But God says, it is a big deal to me. Because that's not what I modeled. Well, I, I, got, I got so much going on right now. God says, you made an idol out of your busyness. And busyness doesn't mean you're doing good business. Because you can be busy but not productive. I pray every business owner in Harvest is not busy but productive. I pray that your business is making it happen and you're able to get more done with less hours. I wish. All right. So let's look at the next one. Look at the next one. Treasure. We get to faithfully give our tithes, offerings, first fruits, and love offerings. Matthew 6.21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your heart is your mind in scripture. So we get to faithfully give. Right? So God says, if you make, I can't tithe. God says, you've made an idol out of that. You've made an idol out of your lack. So since you worship lack, have lack. Since you worship lack, have some of that. Because that's what you worship. You worship saying you ain't got it. So you ain't got it. Your, whatever you make your idol is your excuse, and your idol is what you worship. I ain't giving that. I ain't giving that. I'm just paying my tithes. Well, don't wonder why you stay where you're at. Offering brings increase. The tithe sustains where you're at. So no wonder why you've been stagnant because you're only a tither. You're not a giver. I ain't doing all that. That's fine. God says, don't. I'll raise up another to do it. I'll make sure it's taken care of, but you go, you're the one that won't have what you need. All right, let's go to the next one. Talent. We get, uh, we serve at Harvest using our gifts and talents to change lives. You can do that in the building in Aurora, soon in Atlanta, and online. As each one has received a gift, minister to it or serve it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, some of you say, okay, I serve. Question, do you serve well? And serving well is not defined by you. It's defined by who you serve. You can't go to a restaurant and they, they throw your stuff down and say, they need to be glad I put it on there. And at the end, I really took good care of y'all today. Y'all need to make sure you leave me a good tip. Well, I don't think that was good. It's, watch me. You cannot serve someone and not take their order. It's quiet in this church. All right, next one. Thirst, passion, and our prayer, praise, and worship keeps Jesus first. I love Wednesday. When I came out here, y'all were ready. Because when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. But watch me. Don't have to be in a crisis to cry out. Don't have to be in pain to praise. This is why throughout every message, I give you an opportunity to go up to worship. Why? Because I need you to see it's part of your lifestyle. I, listen, when I'm at the gym, I break into praise. And I don't care what none of them people around me have to say why. I'm not doing this for you. This is not for you. So you can think whatever you want to think. But like the song says, I'll get more undignified. Why? My shout ain't for you. My clap ain't for you. My praise ain't for you. My prayer, I'm not talking to you. You scared to pray over your food because of them suckers on your job. I'm not talking to you. Father, and then you ought to pray a long prayer when you pray over your food, too. Father, Father God, Father God. And we want to thank you, Father God, because you've been good, Father God. And Father, we want you to know that we love you. 
on today. And Father, thank you for preparing this food. It's people ain't got food to eat. And Father, thank you that you blessing the hands that prepared the food. Because God, I know sometimes they get tired. And sometimes they get weary. You got a problem with me praying, I'm going to pray forever. No, I'm joking, don't do that. But just... Say lunch gonna be okay. I, I, time, talent, treasure, thirst, testimony. Good job. We get to invite everybody and anybody to harvest everywhere all the time. If you're being blessed by something, and you don't share it, what are you really doing? When I find a good restaurant, Papa Do's owes me. $422 million. I'm going to just tell you. I'm going to tell you what they owe me. I'm going to tell you what they owe me. I'm going to tell you what they owe me. That's what they owe me. And pay. He's going to pay. <laughs> because when I tasted of the land that flows with milk and honey several years ago, when I had that white bread with that warmed up butter and opened it up and put it in when it was nice and hot and let it melt all over it and then you squeeze it real tight so the butter come out on the side. I told everybody, I says, do you know about Papa Do's? Because y'all been over there at the Red, but I'm going to need y'all to come over here to Papa's. <laughs> he loves it when you call him Big Papa. Listen, I told everybody, I find any good restaurant. I was on the phone with somebody today, and we were talking about Austin, Texas. I said, oh, let me tell you about where you got to go get some brisket. And I gave him the whole thing. He was like, oh, Bishop, that sounds amazing. He says, I'm going to be in Denver in August. I said, well, let me tell you where the best food is. My cooking team. Because <laughs> the Harvest Brunch team can take three pieces of cardboard and make it taste amazing. You'll be like, oh, my God, this is so good. Is this seed or tofu? <laughs> Baby, that's cardboard. With some sauce on it sauteed with some <laughs> julienne paper. Listen, they do an amazing job. Check this out. Pay attention to the point. You tell everybody about something that blesses you. What I don't understand about some people is why this applies to everything except church. I'm just getting so blessed. Who you told? Bishop, you know... No, no, watch me. Because some of y'all will say, I don't want them here. Because I come to escape from people. <laughs> but watch me, y'all. This is not about. So, so if you come to the 915, tell them to come to 1115. <laughs> if you come to 1115, tell them to come to the 915. If you have both of them, tell them to watch online. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I know y'all. Because some of y'all like, you know, nah, because she's going to come in here talking crazy and I'm going to have to get her straight in the parking lot. So I ain't the one. So now, nah, Bishop, I know you say invite people, but I ain't invited her. I ain't trying to get in no fight in the parking lot. I don't need. You got band members trying to break up fight family fights. 
You get what I'm saying? All right, you ready? All right, look, say five T's. Here it is. I'm about to close it. We're going to close strong. Um, when God says when you don't excel in building the church and you make excuses for why those things aren't done, God says you've turned to evil. Because those five things summarize everything in the word that was important to God. I, I, I boiled it down and chopped it up and gave you some sliders, which make you feel like you're eating less, even though you're eating more. I have some family, and we, when we go to eat, they will be doing this, but we're just going to get some appetizers. <laughs> and and they, get, they get these appetizers. I said, well, God, dog, all these, as much as these appetizers as cost to me, y'all should have just got a meal. We just going to get some appetizers. <laughs> well, with them three appetizers, y'all got, y'all could have just. All right, watch me. Watch me. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. All right. So here's the deal. Um, say, Lord, Lord I, will I will not make excuses. I will make it happen. Come on, open your mouth. Say, I will not make excuses. I will make it happen. Because I'm called. And I'm chosen. So let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. Last, last two sets of scriptures and we're done. Is this blessing you? Yes, strive to excel in building up the church. Question, what do you strive to excel at? This is Bible. What do you strive? Do you strive to excel at being a good wife? But you don't strive to excel at building up the church. I'm just reading Bible. Did everybody see it on screen? It was in your Bible before you got here. Did you strive to excel at being a good singer, but you don't strive in building the church? Because it's about you being seen, not the church being built. Did you strive to be a good, a, a good sound worker? <laughs> sound worker. But it's not about building up the church. It's about you getting video of it to build up your social media. This is quite Get my robes and my IHS cross because I didn't know we was having Catholic church tonight. <laughs> right? And we love Catholics. We love everybody. Do you strive to excel at building up the church or do you strive to excel at being a great husband? Because maybe that explains why you can't do that. And no matter how hard you fight to do that, you still come up short because God says you haven't done this. I'm just giving you Bible. Because how are you going to do, the Bible says that the church is God's bride. How are you going to do his girl any old kind of way? How his girl going to be raggedy and your girl going to be walking around in Christian Louboutins and Louis Vuitton and Prada? And you could put $2 in the offering. I'm just trying to Won't serve on nothing, but got all the complaints. Won't help build nothing, but got all of the complaints. Then look at this, Luke 14, 16. I knew to say this for a Wednesday. But he said to him, a man gave a great banquet. We're about to preach it. You ready? Let's ride. Time for Let's go. But he said to him, a man gave a great banquet. Say, a party's about to be started for me.
While we're celebrating the second half of this year, you need to be celebrating the second half of this year. Why? Because every time you turn around, you're going to see God doing and outdoing himself over and 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 over again. Somebody said, let's get this party started. And the man gave a great banquet, which means this wasn't just any old type of party. This was a great party. This was a great celebration. For everybody who's felt like you've never been celebrated, learn to throw your own. For everybody that's felt like you've never been appreciated, learn to appreciate yourself. Could it be that God keeps them from appreciating you so that you learn how to appreciate yourself? He keeps them from celebrating so you learn how to celebrate yourself. Take yourself out to dinner. Take yourself to the movie. Take yourself and celebrate you. But he said to him, a man once gave a great banquet and invited many. Say he invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who have been invited, come, for everything is now ready. Say everything's ready. Everything. In your life, God says, everything's ready now. Okay. <laughs> Say, everything's ready now. I got your mind right. Uh-huh. I got your attitude right. Uh-huh. I got your spirituality right. Because a year ago, you wouldn't have been on a church on a Wednesday. Two years ago, you wouldn't have been in a church on a Wednesday. But now, watch me. You at 9.15 and 11.15 and 7 o'clock and Monday night prayer. Look at how much you've. Come on, somebody say, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. Watch me, you, I got your forgiveness right. You ain't mad at nobody. Matter of fact, you are so good now that even when people do things that are crazy to you now, you're like, listen, baby, I've already moved on from that. I don't have time to be upset. I don't have time to be bitter. I don't have time to be mad. I don't have time to be angry. Somebody say, everything's ready now. Watch me, I got the team you're going to need ready. I got the support you're going to need ready. I've been keeping them in the wings until you were ready. I've been keeping them on the sideline until you were ready. But now everything is ready. Because in the second half of this year, the party's about to be started. And everything's ready. Watch me, I got your finances ready. I let you stack. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I let you stack. I let you save. I let you get prepared. I opened up windows of opportunity for you. I got your money right now. You're not in a place of struggling. You're not in a place of lack. I let you get your stuff together. So when you make decisions in your next six months, they won't be about money. Come on. When you make decisions in your next six months, they'll be about purpose. For everybody that believes you ain't chasing money, but money's going to chase you. Release a praise, right? Got my money right. Got my money right. Got my money right. Got my faith right. Got my focus right. Got my future right. Everything is ready. Everything is ready. Your body is ready. Your mind is ready. Your spirit, everything is ready. Shout is ready now. Look. Look at verse 18. But they all alike began to make excuses. Watch me. Say they made excuses. Come on, say they made excuses. Watch me. Watch me. All of them did. Don't be them. You didn't go through what you went through to get to the party and get to the party and not go in. I'll be doggone if I've been through all this to get ready. 
and then drive to the party and sit in the car. Some of you all, you better hear me. You better hear me clearly. Somebody say, everything is ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I bought a field and I must go out to see it. Please have me excused. Watch me. His possessions were greater than the invitation. Is your stuff more important than the invitation? Do you care more about your stuff than you do about God? You'll be doggone if somebody eating your car, but you don't care what they say about your God. You ready? Look at this next one. And another said, I brought five yoke of and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. His progress was greater than his invitation. In his mind, I bought five yoke of oxen, which means I have ten ox, and I need, I, need to go, I need to go examine them. I need to go see my progress. I need to go see what I have done. I need to go celebrate my progress instead of responding to the invitation. Look at this next one. Which means you can get so caught up in your progress that you stop making progress. You ready? L look at this, verse 20. And another said, uh-oh, I got married and I cannot come. His perception was greater than the invitation. In other words, watch me. How do you know this was a bad relationship for him, Bishop? Because here's my question. Why wasn't baby girl helping support you and putting God first? If she pulling you from God, that's a devil. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If he's pulling you from God, that's a devil. That's a whole devil. Oh, y'all better say something because... I don't want to have to talk to you like Kevin Samuels, but I need you to open up your doggone mouth and say, I refuse to be in a relationship that pulls me from God. Why wasn't she saying, hey, let's go put God first? I got married. I can't come. Why? Bring her. Matter of fact, when she heard the invitation was coming, why didn't she start getting ready herself? Hold on. Baby, I'm ready. I pray that your relationships in the next six months be relationships with people that when they hear your invitation, they hear it as their invitation, and they start getting ready with you. No leeches, nobody pulling you down but people that are going to lift you up. Look at this last one. Look at this last one. Verse 21. And watch me. The servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became what? Angry. If I look at the screen, what angers God isn't your mistakes. You want to know what angers him? Your excuses. He ain't mad that you screwed up. He's mad that you make excuses. He said, my blood will cover your mistakes, but it won't cover your idols. My blood will cover your sin, but it will not cover your idols. My blood will cover your mistakes, but it's not going to cover your excuses. So, watch me. Say, Lord, forgive me for my excuses. Come on, Wednesday. Come on in the building. Come on in line. We're done. Say, forgive me for my excuses. And he said to a servant, go out quickly. I want you to pay attention to what God did. God, in the parable, he does not address the excuse makers. Sometimes when you feel like God is far from you, 
It's because when you started making excuses, he said, I'm. Ma'am, you too, you too, you too, you and you. Yeah, come this way. Watch this way. Watch this way. Watch this way. So, so God is like, God's like, so listen, this is what I need. This is what I want. We need five keys and all that. And you make an excuse. So when you start, so give me your excuse. Say, I bought some oxen. I got to go check my ox out. So, now, now say, I got the ox with the money you gave me. But now what you gave me is more important than you. So notice what God does. God is like, I'm not even dealing with you no more. So look at the verse. He says, go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the cities. King James said like this, the highways and the byways. And bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. God says, I'm not even addressing excuse makers. Because you are not idolater. So I don't have time for that. My blood can't cover your idols. Had you just told me, Lord, okay, this is what I think I should do, but like tell me what to do. I can work with you. Because you want to make idols, I'm, I, I can't even deal with that. I can't even deal with your excuses. So what's what he does? He says, I won't wait on you. He says, I'll just choose another. Because when I choose them, they're going to act like that. When I choose them, they're going to celebrate. When I choose them, they're going to give me glory. Why? Because they didn't think they should have been chosen. And everybody in the building and everybody online, there was an excuse maker that God said, I ain't dealing with them. And he came down your road, came into your section, came into your life. Now, how are you going to respond to the invitation? Wednesday, I said, how are you going to respond to the invitation? That's how you're going to respond? That's how you're going to respond? I'll respond with a yes, Lord. I'll respond with a thank you, Jesus. I'll respond with a hallelujah. Somebody say, my response will be yes, Lord. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building and no line. Stand with me. We're done. Everybody pay attention. God says, I won't wait. We sing that song and you waited, 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 waited. Listen. He may wait for you to change. For you. But for his call. Many a call. I, it was ringing. I wanted your next door to be your best friend. I wanted the second half of this year to be, to, to be the year, to be the part of the year where you parted and, and, and you saw amazing things. But you made excuses. And I needed somebody to make it happen. I needed somebody that when the phone was turned in their direction, they answered that phone. She got this thing. And I needed somebody that wasn't going to give me a bunch of excuses 
about your relationship. So what? About what you bought. I gave you the money. Parents, you ever had your child trip with you over something you gave them? Some of you ain't saying that because your kids is around you. Tell the truth on them. And I ain't talking about your young kids. I'm talking about your grown kids. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. God says, I won't wait. I just want to know if when I give the invitation, if you're going to respond. God says, I'm inviting you to put me first, God says. And are you going to respond to that? God says, will you do it for my glory? I will do anything. Or are you going to tell me how stressed you are? How tired you are? How wore out you are? Is there anybody in the building where tonight you can say, God, I'm answering. I'm, I'm answering. And forgive me for my excuses, God. Forgive me for my idols, but for your... Come on, Wednesday, where y'all at? Hands lifted. Sing for your glory, say. Everybody sing. I will do just to behold. If you're not going to make excuses, come on, say it for your glory. I will not make excuses. I will make it happen. I will answer the call. I will answer the call. To behold. For your glory. Come on, I will do anything. Just to see you. Come on, Wednesday and behold. Yeah. For your glory, Lord. Just to see you and to behold you as just the voices for. Come on, Wednesday, open your mouth. Let's sing it, y'all. Whatever you ask, Lord. Whatever you ask, Lord. To behold for your glory. Say it, say it, say it. As you're singing it, take your communion elements out. In the building and online. Come on, God of it. Tonight, if you're in this experience, 
in their building or online and you've never given your life to Jesus, tonight's your night. 2,000 years ago, he died for you so you could have life and life more abundantly. And tonight, we need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure tonight. I want to answer the call. 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 That's you tonight in this building or online on three. In the building, just wave your hand in the air online. Do the hand wave emoji. It says to me, you become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you are. Let's raise that hand in the building online. Do the hand wave emoji. It says to me, I see you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Bishop, why do you do that before communion? Because communion is reserved for believers. So we got to always make sure that people are saved before we receive communion. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, just text the word decision. Screenshot it if you're online um, so that you can do that in just a moment. Can we thank God for people giving their lives to the Lord on a Wednesday night? Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people and love life. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time? Or recommit your life to Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.